Should I buy a new or a used car? It's a question I get often, and I wanted to address it here because there's actually a lot that goes into this question, and a lot that goes into a good answer. If we're going to look at this holistically as part of our overall financial plan, then we can't just look at a purchase price, but really we have to go into what does it mean for everything else we're trying to do. So over the next two episodes, we're going to look at the implications of buying a new versus a used car. And then in the following episode after that, we're going to look at buying versus leasing a car. That way, in three episodes, we can kind of cover all the different options around cars and how they affect your greater finances. Cars are one of the most expensive things we will buy, so it pays to learn about the math and the planning behind making a good purchase. That way you can make a wise decision and be better off for it. Should we get a new or used car? Suppose your vehicle is getting old, at least by your standards. It's time to upgrade. Time to get a new or at least a new to you vehicle. But you're wondering, should you get a new vehicle? Should it be brand new or should we be buying a used vehicle? There are certainly lots of commercials and ads for new vehicles, and it's tempting when we see them, or especially when we see coworkers or friends or neighbors in new cars, to want to get one ourselves. You've also probably heard that you lose a lot of value the moment you drive it off the lot. So how does that play into our overall financial picture, and how do we make a good decision? First, what are the pros and cons of each? How do we decide whether we should get a new or used car? Well, obviously, the pros of a new car is that you'll get the latest features, whatever the new gadgets and tech and safety features that are in there. They'll often have better safety ratings than cars from a generation or two ago. You'll have warranties and usually some kind of repair contract on it. So you won't have any issues with the car in terms of needing to bring it in and getting it repaired, any of that. And you'll have very little maintenance on it. All right, there's always maintenance of the car, even on a brand new car. But again, most of that is covered under the new sales contract, and so there shouldn't be any more out of pocket. But most of all, and whether or not we like to admit it, there's a status portion of owning a new car. Being in the new shiny technology, the new shiny ride, gives you a certain status among your peers that everyone craves to some degree or another. For some people, it may be no degree at all, and they've always have and always will drive beaters, but status definitely plays into it, and like it or not, people believe they get more status from new driving a newer vehicle versus an old one. The cons to a new vehicle is obviously the price, the costs, how much more it is than buying a used vehicle. And of course, the massive drop in value that you do get upon buying a brand new vehicle versus getting one that is used or even slightly used. The pros of a used car would be, of course, the price, the opposite, right? You, you get a much better price buying a used car. They still do go down in value, right? Vehicles are not assets, or at least not good ones, because they go down in value every year. They depreciate instead of appreciating. And so there'll be an asset on your balance sheet only in the sense that they are worth something, but that value continues to go down more and more. With At least with a used car, that reduced value, it doesn't go down as fast as with a brand new car. Some of the cons, of course, include the repairs. That's usually one of the biggest cons of driving an old car is having to get it repaired. Things break down. You got to take it in. It means you don't have the car. Other issues that come along with that. 
and of course increased maintenance. Uh, a lot more of the maintenance comes into play the longer you've had the car. There's a lot of hassle that goes into all of that. There's a lot less features, of course, in an older model than there are in the cutting edge new models. And of course, with that comes the lower status for whatever, however much you value the status in your cars. For some, they value it very highly. Others, not so much. It is there. So the pros and cons are basically flip-flop between used and new cars. What What is the math behind that? And how do we, how do we match that with our values, right? We've said before that financial planning is aligning one's use of capital with their values. You say you value saving for retirement and, and retiring early, or you say you value spending more time with the kids. Does your use of capital reflect that? Or do we say one thing, we say we value one thing, and we spend our money in an entirely different place, right? So part of that is emotion, and part of that is math. And so we're going to look at the math side of the decision in this episode. And then in part two next week, we'll look at how it affects the financial plan and our values and how do we align that math with our values. What we want to look at then is the math of operating a vehicle. Not just the math of buying one, but the math of operating one, right? So say, suppose that you're looking at getting a a new to you vehicle, right? Either way, you're going to get a new to you one and you're trying to decide if you should get a brand new one or an older one. And let's say you're examining the same vehicle, the same make and model, but you're trying to decide if you should get the brand new one that was just released, a used one that is five years old, or a very used, we'll call it, version of the same car, the same model that's 10 years old, right? So brand new, used at five years old, or very used at 10 years old. And you like that model, and so you want to stick with that, and which, how used or new should we get? And the math should not be done on the purchase price alone. The math instead should be calculated on the total operating cost of the vehicle over the time you use it, your use lifespan. So this includes the net cost of buying the vehicle, which is how much you pay for it minus what you eventually sell it or trade it in for, right? So let's say you're buying, let's say in this example, you're buying the first vehicle from scratch and you don't have one to sell or trade in for it. Maybe you're adding another vehicle to your family or, or whatever. Um, so we won't, we won't factor in a trade in on the beginning, but we will factor it in on, on the back end because buying a vehicle obviously means you have something on the back end to trade in or sell to someone else and then roll that expense to someone else. And then you'll have financing costs if you decide to finance it, fees and interests. And we're just going to talk about these things the way that they are. And we're not going to get too much into, again, financing or outright purchasing a car this week. That'll be in two weeks. So come back for that. And then there's repairs and maintenance. And there's lastly is the operating cost. No, I'm not going to discuss gas prices uh, there hasn't been a lot of improvement in the gas efficiency of vehicles over time and how much you spend in gas wildly differs between people and how much they have to drive for commuting and how, what gas prices are at the time. They can be very low or they can be very high. So we're going to eliminate that, although that would probably go into your total cost of operating a vehicle, but it wouldn't really matter in terms of buying new or used, right? Th- th- that cost would probably be about the same no matter what. So we're only going to look at the ones that change based on how new a vehicle you're getting. So which is net cost, financing cost, repairs and maintenance, and opportunity cost. So let's look at the net cost of a vehicle, the purchase price minus what you sell or trade it for. 
you have a new vehicle will lose about 60% of its value in the first five years. So if you buy a car, let's say the model we're looking for, let's say the brand new version is $40,000. If you buy it for $40,000, it will likely be worth only about $16,000 when you sell it or trade it in at the end of five years. That's a $24,000 net cost, right? It didn't actually cost you $40,000 for the car because it's worth sixteen dollars at the end. And so it's a net cost of $24,000. Most of that depreciation happens in the first year and two of a brand new vehicle. So used vehicles will still depreciate, but they won't depreciate as quickly. The next person who buys that vehicle from you for $16,000, or if you're looking at the same model that's five years old, that also might be about $16,000. And if you hold that for five years, you may be able to sell it for $10,000, which is a 40% loss in value, not a 60%. For a used car, then the net cost would be six thousand dollars, right? Sixteen minus ten, and if that next person could sell it for six thousand dollars, they would buy it at ten, sell it for six. That's a net cost of four thousand. And I'll summarize all these. This might be one of the episodes where it is easier to go to retirementship.com/sixty to find the full blog for this episode because we'll have all the tables in there. It shows a little bit easier. But I'll just summarize it. Don't try to pay too much attention to the numbers as we're talking about them. I'll give you the totals at the end each time. So the net cost of a new car in this scenario is 24000 of a used car is 6000 and of a very used car is $4,000 over five years. And we need to look at the financing cost if you were financing it. Again, we'll talk more about whether you should or not or how in two weeks. But let's assume that you're financing this for now and that you are then buying a $40,000 car at a 3% interest rate. That'll create about a $720 payment. And so in 60 months, you will have paid $43,000 in total, and that would be $3,000 then of interest over that five-year lifespan. You you get better rates on newer vehicles, and so a a used vehicle might have a 4% interest rate instead of a 3, and a very used vehicle might have a 5% interest rate instead of four. And so you'll pay higher interest on older cars, but you financed a lot less. The total cost you're financing is smaller, so you will still pay less interest over those five years. So the financing cost of a new car might be then $3,000. Of a used car would be $1,700, and a very used car, So far, the new car is getting more and more expensive while the other cars don't get as expensive as quickly. But now we come to the place where it gets leveled out a tiny bit, and that's in repairs and maintenance. Maintenance will often be covered under new car contracts, which is an attractive feature to a lot of people. It's why a lot of people want to buy new cars so that they don't have to worry about paying for repairs and maintenance. Let's assume some basic expenses for maintenance for the used cars. 120 bucks a year in oil changes, tires once at least during that five-year stretch and other costs, and uh, will make it even more expensive for a very used car as it should probably be a little bit more maintenance overall. Let's assume then that we have $0 in maintenance costs for a new car that is all covered. That's $2,000 over a five-year stretch for a used car and $3,000 over a five-year stretch for a very used car. These, will, of course, will vary depending on what kind of car you're getting, but look, we got to use something, so let's use this. Repairs scare many people away from getting a used vehicle. 
or at least that's what they claim is the reason they don't want to, right? Oh, I, I needed to get a new car because I didn't really want to deal with the repairs and it's so expensive to, to get it repaired. So it just seemed cheaper to get a new car. It's why they love the warranty on new cars. It's all covered. And on that topic, really quickly, don't buy the extended warranty. It's not worth it. In general, the vast majority of extended warranty contracts are super expensive. And if you do the math, they almost never work out in your favor. So skip that. But in general, repair costs are of used cars are often not as bad as people think. If you own a good vehicle that's known for its reliability, such as a Toyota or a Honda, the repairs are not bad. They just surprise people. We're used to paying a certain amount per month to operate our vehicles, and then all of a sudden you get a repair for eight hundred bucks. Or you know, I had to replace a transmission recently on a vehicle for four thousand two hundred dollars, and that's a repair that people just don't like to see because it messes with their tight monthly budget. And so we often can con ourselves into thinking that repairs are more expensive over the life of a car than they really are. But they just aren't. They just aren't that expensive on good, reliable used cars. I look back over my budget. We have two used cars, and uh, I'm using numbers that are even worse than what we've actually paid in repairs and maintenance over the last five years on our two very used cars. Yes, you've got 800 bucks here and 1000 bucks there and $4,000 for the one, which has only happened once, thankfully, in a five-year span. But it does add up. But if you average it over five or you take it over a total course of five years, it's not that bad. So we are going to use 2500 over a five-year stretch for a used car and $5,000 for a very used car. You might have much higher repair costs if you go very old, right? If you're buying a car that's 20 years old, you're going to have maybe higher costs than that. But we're only using five and 10 years old. And most cars still work pretty good at five years old. And even at 10 years old, they're, they're, they're moving, they're moving pretty good from 10 to 15, especially if you get a Toyota or Honda, something like that. So now our total cost, if you add all these up, the net costs, the financing, the maintenance repairs, our new car now stands at $27,000. Our used car is at 12000 and our very used car is at $13,000. That's right. So the new car is costing twice as much as a used or very used car, but depending on the repairs and maintenance, a very used car might actually cost a little bit more over five years than a used car. That is, if you ignore opportunity costs, which we are surely not going to do. And that's the last cost that we need to look at between these is the opportunity cost. What else could you be spending this money on? Well, you could always invest it. Right? We talk a lot about investing on this show. It's a big part of financial planning. Investing is funding a lot of the things that we want to do down the road, and that's always an option. So let's say we're looking at these cars, right? And you are planning to use an auto loan and make the payments. And that would be uh, a new car payment then would be 720 bucks for a used car that's five years old. That'd be 295 bucks a month. And for a very used car, you would have $190 per month just for the monthly payment. Now, we need to average in the total maintenance and repair costs over a five-year stretch and turn that into a monthly amount so that we could escrow into a savings account maybe to cover those expenses and, and repairs and maintenance that we'd have. So you can't you know, just invest purely the difference. But if we escrow that, then the total monthly costs 
for the cars would still be 720 for the new car, right? Maintenance, repairs should all be covered. And for the used car, then it'd be 370 a month. And for a very used car, it would be $323 per month. And that's what we pay for these vehicles every month over a five-year period. $720, $370, or $323. So let's assume that you need to get this car, right? That, that therefore, the $323 a month is the minimum that you could buy. You have to at least get that. And the others are more expensive, but that cost is not only more out of your pocket at $370 or $720 a month, but it's also keeping you from investing more. So let's assume that you could afford to put $720 towards a car. You could put all $720 towards that new car, or you could buy one of the used cars and invest the difference. You could put that, say, in a Roth IRA to grow tax-free forever, and let's assume that you'd get 8% net of all fees and anything else in that Roth IRA. So at the end of five years, Right? If you had a new car, you would have spent all $720 on that new car. And at the end of five years, you'd have nothing in investments, right? Because you didn't have enough money to put in there uh, because you spent it all in the car. You might be spe- uh, investing elsewhere, but we're just looking at what could you do with this $720. You spend it all on a new car, you've got nothing in investments. If you instead had a used car at $370 a month and you invested the difference, at the end of five years, you'd have $26,000 in investments. And if you bought a very used car and invested that difference, you'd have 29000 So with a new car, you'd have $0 in investments. With a used car, you'd have 26000 And with a very used car, you'd have $29,000 in investments. And that's not all. If you just left that alone and you didn't add anything more to that account, but you just let that account grow at that same 8% tax-free for the, another 20 years, at the end of 20 years, you would still have nothing in investments if you'd bought the new car, right? Because you didn't put anything in investments, so over 20 years, it hasn't grown to anything. Over the next 20 years, so 25 years total, for a used car, your investments would grow to $128,000. And for a very used car, it'd be $143,000. Thus, the opportunity cost of buying a new car is $29,000 over a very used car in five years or $3,000 for a used car compared to a very used car. And the opportunity cost over 25 years total is $143,000 for a new car or $15,000 for buying a used car compared to a very used car. If we look then at the total cost for each decision, buying either a new car, a used car, a very used car, over the first five years, the total cost of a new car, a $40,000 car, would actually be $56,000. And again, that's after you sell it at the end. Still $56,000. A used car would cost you $15,000, and a very used car would cost you $13,000. So when we add that opportunity cost in, you still do save money on a very used car, even if it has more expenses, more maintenance, more repairs than a used car. In over 25 years, the cost of a new car is $170,000, the cost of a used car is $27,000, and the cost of that very used car is still $13,000. So it would cost you $170,000 over 25 years to drive this new car for the first five. 
If you did this on repeat, right, every five years buying a brand new car, starting over, continue to have a large car payment your entire life and never investing any of that difference, you can start to see how this process would balloon into the millions of dollars in costs. Buying new cars when you shouldn't is one of the main reasons middle-class Americans don't achieve wealth. It's all going into their cars. Most people should not buy brand new cars. Most people can't actually afford it, even though they think they can. And I dare say that for most people, buying new cars doesn't actually align with their values, or at least what they claim their values are. And so what does all this mean? Does that mean no one should buy a car? Does that mean, you know, at what, what level do you need to be at before you buy a new car? Or how do you decide whether you buy a used car or a very used car, depending on your situation? So that's what we want to look at in the next episode. We've established the total cost of buying a car over the five years you might operate it. Obviously, those numbers change based on what kind of cars you're looking at. But the structure is still the same between new, used, and very used cars. It costs way more than just the purchase price of a vehicle, depending on what vehicle you're looking at. But as we've said in other episodes, you can also end up with too much in the end. So we want to look at what's the balance of being wise with our money, of putting our money to good use, and how do you balance that out with enjoying life and enjoying your money over time as well. And that's what we're going to look at next week in part two of Should I Buy a New or Used Vehicle? If you know anyone else who is looking to buy a vehicle or you've talked to that is thinking about getting a new or a new used vehicle, feel free to share this episode with them and they'll be able to listen to the next one as well and it might help them to make a better decision as well. If you enjoyed that, you would love being part of our free membership community. It's called Retire Membership and there's a host of benefits all for free. For example, you can always buy my book, 3D Retirement Income, on Amazon. But if you join us at Retire Membership, we will send you either a hard copy or paperback for free, provide the ebook and the audiobook so that you can listen to it if you don't have time to read it. In addition to that, we'll also provide you with a bunch of content that you can't get anywhere else. For example, we have our quarterly retire mentorship magazine which comes out quarterly and has no ads whatsoever. It's just timely content to help you stay the course. We also have workbooks for our free online workshop to help you get the most out of those, flowcharts to help you make better decisions, and a weekly email to provide timely content that you can unsubscribe from at any time. We never ask for any payment information and we never share your information with anyone else. We just want to provide timely content and help you stay the course to retire successfully and stay successfully retired. There's no reason to wait. So join us now at retiremembership.com where you can click in the link in the description and it'll go right there. We can't wait to see you in the community. Cheers. This podcast is educational only and is not investment, tax, or legal advice.